0: Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy
1: women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for
0: listening. listening. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Yay. Gobble gobble, bitch! Oh my gosh, we're so good. We are recording a podcast that everyone can sneak away from their family and listen to. If yeah. they need a mental break, you know, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, lock mm-hmm. yourself in, listen to us. Yes, <laughs> we're here for you. Yes, um, we have some bachelor stuff to cover today. Yes, and then we're going to do a special episode where we talk about what we're thankful for in reality TV. Yes. Um. So let's uh, our first
1: special episode. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Uh, let's dive in. So you brought to my attention that John Paul Jones released from the Bachelor franchise released a Thanksgiving album.
1: Yes. And we were like so excited because yeah. we knew we were recording our Thanksgiving episode this week. And I had read that he recorded four Thanksgiving songs. One was called a Friendsgiving. One was just called Trip to Fan, um, <laughs> which is very funny to me. But we came into the studio and wanted to use them as our intro today. And he has since deleted them, which yeah. is really sad. So sad. Because it means he must have just been trolled so hard. Yeah. Um. So if you want to watch some reaction videos to people listening to it, but then talking over it, give it a Google. But I think it's just this thing that's now... Gone forever. Gone forever.
0: Maybe someone will convince him to like have confidence and lean into it because he was such a goofball on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I don't know. So sad. We don't really have that many Thanksgiving songs either. So no. I feel like he was contributing <laughs> a lot of good to the world. Yeah, it's
1: creative.
0: Um, and also in Bachelor Nation, Peter Weber's like longer teaser trailer launched which again i like we've been saying we're psychic (laughs) and on our hannah b bachelor episode we read that uh in the deadline article that there's a surprise guest that everyone's talking about and we correctly seem
1: i think predicted that it was hannah yeah
0: um and now i
1: want to talk about
0: if there's some trickery in this trailer or not
1: yeah because these they're so genius at editing yeah um And at first when I see, because we see Hannah crashing what looks like a group date. And we see Hannah saying things like, and I just want to follow my heart. And this is a really complicated process. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, they want to make it look like Hannah is trying to get into Peter's season and into Peter's pants. But I bet it's one of those surprise visits where she's just giving advice. And I bet they lifted a... Sound clip of her maybe even talking about Luke P and being like, I was listening yes. to my heart. I was making the wrong decision. Like, But then there's like some really smoochy, smoochy footage of them yeah. getting kind of hot and heavy. And then the girls, <laughs> the girls who are eavesdropping, screaming yeah. at the top of their <laughs> lungs, which I also know could be an editing trick. But man, if it is what they're implying it is, it is so juicy it's extremely
0: juicy it's very nick Viall during Kristen's or caitlin sorry caitlin's season Mm. um he sort of came back they had like a pre-existing relationship and then he came back and was like hey do you mind if i join and all the guys who had made it through certain rounds were mad because they're like yo like you could have been eliminated if you started from the beginning this is not fair now
1: you're just gonna hop in i
0: don't know so here i i've watched it three times now (laughs) The first time I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I can't believe this is happening. She's fully coming into the show. Then I rewatched it and I was like, you know, she, her sentences are pretty chopped up. There's not a consistent shot of her saying this. So it does seem like she's offering advice. It does seem like, you know, she's kind of saying she wished she would have done a certain thing yeah. or maybe talking about her um, lingering feelings for Tyler that we know they explored after the season. Um, and then I watched it again. And I originally thought Peter saying I'm gonna ask you something crazy do you want to join the house was like a joke like mm. taken out of context but watching it again it doesn't seem like it doesn't a joke seem like a joke I don't know maybe she'll laugh it off and be like it's okay you got this maybe she, he was saying that like I need your help like I don't know yeah
1: it's- what if it's something even more on the nose and like they are having their chat and they spy that the girls are eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, let's fuck with them. Yeah. And they try to get like handsy, but just as like two friends. Yeah. I'm like, I too am trying to think of all of the different things that it could be because I just don't trust these editors. If
0: you had to make a bet, Ooh. yes, it is as it appears, like what we're being sold. No, it's a trick. What would you bet right now?
1: No, it's a trick. Yeah, me No, too. it's a trick. I, I want it to be what they are saying, but I've just come to have a real trust issue with the editors of these teasers.
0: Um, Should we get into what we're thankful for in reality
1: TV? Yes, yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about Tyra Banks. I love Tyra Banks, Mm -hmm. and my introduction to her really was America's Next Top Model, which you and I have both talked about how much we love. And really, I feel like most women our age who I talked to about reality TV are all familiar with America's Next Top Mm -hmm. Model because you made the point that it was kind of one of the earlier shows Mm -hmm. and it was hitting us at a time of middle school going into high school of like it was the first show I binged it was like accessible to me I thought it, it was like clearly marketed to me and I just got such a kick out of it and it was my first sort of like talent competition show that I loved it was something that I watched by myself that like my parents obviously like weren't super into but I came to really love Tyra mm-hmm. Banks. Like my, my high school would do this very cute thing where they sold flowers in the lobby during our musicals. And oh, our parents nice. and friends could buy a flower with a note and send it backstage before the show. Mm-hmm and my mom would buy them and write me notes from Tyra Banks. Oh like, my god! that's how obsessed with Tyra what?
0: Banks I was. Was she like trying to speak in the voice yeah. of Tyra? Yeah, I had
1: one, I kept a, a bunch of them cause they were so funny, but a lot of them would just be like, don't forget to smise oh. and like from Tyra Banks. <laughs> and I would get them backstage <laughs> and I just loved them. I thought they were so cute, but that is how much I loved it. I, when I got my tonsils out in high school I just watched like seven cycles, like beginning to end. Oh. I was just obsessed. And the reason I bring her up now is I really at the time was like, this is obviously just kind of like brainless TV. And she is just, it's a really dynamic show to watch because it's very colorful and that there's these crazy photo shoots and they're doing like tarantulas on their faces. Yes. But I think there was some lessons to be learned from Tyra Banks Mm -hmm. that have really stuck with me throughout the years that I haven't really given her credit for until I started thinking about this episode and how I love her so much. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about... When in later cycles, she started to introduce the idea of branding to the contestants. And for those of you who aren't familiar with America's Next Top Model, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like the American Idol meets uh, America's Got Talent of just these like 12 girls come. They take photo Mm -hmm. shoots and then the best model wins. And And the
0: photo shoots are insane. And the photo shoots are crazy. It's like, oh. You know, fly through the air, but have your face look relaxed. Or yes. like, we're gonna put a full beehive on your body, but <laughs> yeah. like, you must smile. Yeah. Like this
1: entire photo shoot is under boiling water, yeah. and you have to look elegant.
0: And then Tyra's like, just put Vaseline on your teeth. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's Tyra will like be that. like, just
1: booty toot, like pop yeah. your booty out.
0: <laughs> and that's that's the
1: thing is she was always. She shared
0: so many secrets. She shared so yeah. many
1: secrets. She was really teach. It was like a master class in modeling, which seems like kind of silly but it's when it's coming from a yeah the one of the world's first supermodels she had fucking figured it out and, and also, it's a career she
0: basically prepped an entire instagram generation on yeah. tv this was pre-social media so mm-hmm. it was like all this shit we were watching when we were in middle school certainly people when I was in college would reference it yeah when we were taking pictures yes you know? yeah. she was
1: yeah she was teaching all of us how to smile yeah. which was smiling with your eyes yes. um but I started to realize that when she was introducing uh branding to her contestants which happened when i was in later high school before i had gone uh before i had graduated it was really interesting because she was trying to teach models what their their type was Mm -hmm. and i it was always in a very um i don't know it was in a very helpful way and a not a mean way because it wasn't about what you were not. It was about what you could be mm-hmm. and leaning into what your type was and then seeing how you could push the limits of that type. Mm-hmm. And as an actor, I knew I wanted to be an actor since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I grew up doing a lot of musical theater and doing theater in high school, like I mentioned. And what's wonderful about theater and very different from starting to work in TV is when you're, especially when you're a kid, you don't have a type and nobody teaches you about type. By the time I was 16, I had played a grandma like five times. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So I, I just knew I loved acting and really hadn't thought about what my, specific type or brand or what I should be marketing myself as, or what I should be researching in terms of roles in a real career Mm -hmm. sense. And it sounds silly, but Tyra Banks was the first person to really make me think of that because she's working with these young women and talking about what type of commercials they should and shouldn't do and what type of print they should and shouldn't do. And it was just really genius and helpful and started to make me think about what my type was and in not a really Um, like I said, shitty or limiting way. Right.
0: In an aspirational way. In an aspirational way. Tyra, you know, there was a lot of, I remember people like making fun of me for watching the show and taking her so seriously, (laughs) but she was very much about confidence, you know? And it seemed like in her own career, she had exceeded people's expectations of her and Mm -hmm. sort of revamped the mold of what it is to be a supermodel and have a voice. Yeah, And, um, she was always trying to bring contestants on their show, even though it would be like one or two and not the majority. I remember there was a season where they had like, five foot six and under girls yes. which is like a challenge as a model and yeah. you know stuff like that where it was always she was always like it's never it's never what everyone thinks of as the supermodel type like you can create that illusion for people yeah. which is
1: very cool and she's and she is such a good she lives the example of learning how to pivot your career yes. that might seem as though it only has a short shelf life mm-hmm. like she, I mean, just having the show in and of itself was an example of her being like, great. So I'm not mm-hmm. always going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right. even though LOL, JK, she was on it this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am going to take my celebrity and turn it into a, complete, a completely different yeah. career path that's still something that's engaging my fans from before, but and now engaging a new group of people. Mm-hmm. And she was always appealing to a younger audience. Like, she had The Tyra Show. She had America's Next Top Model.
0: Yeah. And Did I, you ever see Life Size with Lindsay Lohan? Did I ever oh see Life God. Size with Lindsay Lohan? Shine
1: bright, shine,
0: shine far, bright. don't be yeah. shy. You're be a, a star. Shine bright, shine far, don't
1: it's so good.
0: It's so much about confidence. (laughs) It is.
1: And I love that she wouldn't like she would find like highlight what people thought their flaws were. And that actually made you a more interesting model. Mm -hmm. So on this Thanksgiving, I'm just so thankful for Tyra and I would be remiss not to mention also that part of what makes her such great TV is not only this like kind of wonderful um like career forward and really like cool feminist attitude mm-hmm. she's also so fucking silly mm-hmm. and she has she's just shameless like yeah. do you remember there was a whole season where because she would just try to make words go viral she her thing was pot lead em. Top model spelt backward. She, she's just like, up. she wears this t-shirt that says pot lead em. And it doesn't, it's like, Tyra, that doesn't make any sense. No. What does that mean? And she was like, exactly. And ah. it's like, she's ridiculous. And there was so many episodes of her like doing weird acting bits. Mm-hmm. Like there was a day that she wanted to surprise everyone with their uh, makeovers, but right. she wasn't going to tell them what their makeovers were. And instead of just saying that she like ate an apple and pretended it was poisonous yeah, and like yeah. fake died. She's a real ham. She's a real ham. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's funny to take her, I love taking her seriously because I think she takes herself seriously and it also is willing to be so silly. Yes. Um. And while I was thinking about, talking about Tyron today's ep, I was trying to find a clip of her talking to contestants about branding mm-hmm. to try to see if I could find an example because there was just so many really wonderful nuggets that she had said to people. And instead what I found is that she taught a course at stanford business school in 2017 i literally
0: just got full body it's it's um it was so validating for me That's what i'm saying people think that reality tv is a bunch of stupid bullshit but it's not it's you know it's not women empowering women it's substantial
1: it really is (laughs) but i i felt super validated because i was really sitting there and i was like i really feel like i learned a lot from her about about branding and about type and about pivoting yeah. your career and about taking, learning who you are and, and not trying to f- find its limitations, but then trying to like push push those limits. But, so she goes, there's a wonderful Forbes article and it is written by Emma Sandler. And it's called Supermodel Teaches at Stanford. How to Learn About Personal Branding with Tyra Banks.
0: What year is that?
1: Uh, 2017. Okay. So it's 2017, but this is a, she actually, Uh, partners with a professor from that school, and they do like a three-day seminar. Uh So while this happened initially at Stanford, it's not the only time that it's happened. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what, first of all, it was very exciting because reading it, they they had to all sign NDAs, all of the students, they had to give up their phones. Wow. And they all like lined up outside of the classroom. And one of the students was like, that's never happened for a seminar or a class at Stanford. Like nobody's lining up outside. And there's a couple of students who were like, you know, we thought there would be some fun antics from Tyra, but that it would mainly be a seminar taught by other people. And they were surprised to find that Tyra like straight up was very hands on for three days of the wow. seminar and their homework coming into. The- I'm like, wow,
0: three whole days. <laughs> wow. wow. No, three that's days. Cool.
1: Wow. That's cool. <laughs> um, what was neat was their homework coming into it. And these are all. um Business students were supposed to make a short video uh, introducing themselves and what they thought their brand was, uh-huh. and, and their and essentially by brand it was what their what they hoped their impression to other people was about uh-huh. themselves and how it related to them and then their goal. Because some people were trying to be entrepreneurs, some people are trying to be politicians, uh, and trying to tie that all in together. And what's so funny is Tyra says she goes, uh, "I saw the videos." And I wasn't that impressed, oh, to be no. honest. <laughs> so I said, OK, well, we have a lot to work with here, which is hilarious yeah. to think that supermodel Tyra Banks is like unimpressed with Stanford students. Yeah. <laughs> but when they came into the class, one of the first things they did at the end of the day was an exercise where they sat with a group of students that they are familiar with, that they've been working with since going to the school, and were supposed to be honest with each other about what their impressions were of one another, Uh-oh. and which sounds super savage mm-hmm. and like juicy. But the students said it was this really interesting exercise where they found that there was so such so many differences between what they thought they were and what people thought of them Mm -hmm. and then tyra's main thesis is like you can work on what your brand is but ultimately your brand is not what you decide your brand is what other people think of you and your brand is all about what you show and not what you tell Mm -hmm. so this video that you guys came in with is what you are telling people what you are like how do we work on embodying and really practicing what you preach or finding the disconnect? Like Mm -hmm. what is it? There's, there was positive things that Mm -hmm. came from the group feedback about what people thought about you. How can you lean into that and Mm -hmm. make that more of like what your brand is and finding the power of you, (laughs) um, which I think is what the seminar was actually called. But, it was a very interesting article. It's fun to like go down that wormhole of like the other, the more quote unquote professional things mm-hmm. outside of ANTM, America's Next Hot Model, that Tyra yeah. has done. But I'm just so personally grateful for her because I think she's fun. I think she, like you said, encourages confidence. And she was, it was a, just a surprising source of, I don't know, career inspiration and self reflection. I
0: think it's like she, modeling to me seems so elusive, you know, like I do not know how to find my best angle in a photograph whatsoever. To me, it seems like that's something you either picked up from other women along the way or like you just got skipped over. Yeah. <laughs> and I got skipped over. But when watching America's Next Top Model, even though it seemed silly at the time to be like practicing in your bedroom, she really broke it down in a way that made it seem like it was something that anybody could improve on. Mm-hmm. You know, like she made it very accessible. And I, I feel sort of that way about writing. When I was first in college and film school, I I didn't think I was a writer. I thought you were either born, you know, like I've been writing short stories since I was a baby Yeah. <laughs> or you were just not, you just couldn't do it. It wasn't something that you could learn. And it's really encouraging and inspiring for people who are experts in something to really break it down in a way that's like, you know what, like you may not be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but I can teach you some things that you can improve upon. Yes. And I think that's sort of, you know, what you're saying and it's applicable to like many different fields, especially mm-hmm. I think for you as an actor, you know trying to find what you want the the roles you want people to see you for or breaking yeah. the mold of a certain role you keep getting called in for over and over again it doesn't just apply to modeling it applies mm-hmm. it's like a wider net basically exactly
1: and that I think like what we're saying of it she's helping she's helping encourage that you don't have to have this like natural born talent to right. make your dreams come true and that sticks with you so that you could then pivot your career later mm-hmm. in life, which is exciting.
0: Um Also, I used to watch her talk show all the time because I was so high on Tyra. And I remember one episode where she made everybody bring their period panties and throw them away. <laughs> 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 she basically had the audience like bring like stained underwear and they like, were like, of them. hey, this is we're grown women and we're not keeping these and threw them and had them like all throw them in a bin. And I was like, yeah, but then like, what happens when that happens again? And, and then you have no underwear. I don't think my mom's going to just keep buying new underwear because yeah, like, well, you told me to throw my yeah. underwear away, Tyra. That's what Tyra said.
1: Yeah. Um, she did some crazy stuff on that show. So fun. But I also loved it too. It was yeah. around the same time.
0: Um, what about the time? I feel like we can't talk about Tyra without talking about her famous blow up at one of the contestants on her show. Be quiet.
1: That's what is I'm wrong not with you. What you're Stop not- it. You- yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you?
0: I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for
1: you. <laughs> so good. Uh, what I like about that is that I I love, as I've told you before, an Abby Lee Miller of Dance Moms mm-hmm. or a Tyra Banks Flipping Her Shit I love tough love. I don't think we see it enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, if that's yeah. a savage thing to say, but I <laughs> fucking love it. And I think especially on a lot of these reality shows, it's easy for people to end up feeling sorry for themselves and getting frustrated. And there's so many times where I'm yelling at the TV and I'm like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and figure it out. Yeah. And it was so, so satisfying to watch Tyra flip her shit because they were all rooting for her. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> It was nice because she's such a she's such like a mother willow and she calls it all the the ones her babies like all the contestants are her babies and she's here for them. And that's like so sweet and obviously fake to an extent. But (laughs) I love the freak out. And I think it's it's to
0: this day applicable. It's iconic. It's a it's a major gif. Um, I have a question. So this was, I remember a very divisive thing when they would do their makeovers on ANTM. So they would show up and be like hot, you know, normal hot girls. And then Tyra would be like, I'm going to make you, you know, high fashion hot, which sometimes was a real myth. Like
1: I'm going (laughs) to shave half of your head and eyebrow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what I was going to ask is like, I remember watching when I was a teenager and the, every single fucking season there was a girl who had long gorgeous hair and she would cut it into a pixie and then they would cry and i would be like eventually i got to a point where i was like have you not seen the show like come on you know mm-hmm. um get over it it's just hair and i'm somebody who like exper- experiments with my hair i had an, like I referenced last podcast, I had um, a Natalie Portman pixie cut for a while. <laughs> I've done like, you know, purple hair. I've done green, purple, and blue hair all at the same time. My hair grows very fast, so I feel very secure. Like, whatever I fuck up, it's not going to be an it's issue for too long. Um, except for this last year, I went to a hairstylist and I wanted to get like a natural ombre, and she was like so excited. And she, had said to me previously, like, "Oh, your hair color is a little bit flat. Let's do something to make it pop." And I like got <laughs> tricked by this. And then she, oh no! All I can say is, I came home, and my boyfriend was like, "I was like, I don't think I like this. What do you think?" And he goes, "Sort of looks like your you work at Roxy in two thousand four. Like it was like bright, like surfer blonde highlights." <sighs> And I was so upset. I, I I put my hair up in a bun to hide all of the blonde, basically. Um so I wouldn't get like brutally made fun of at work. And immediately the next weekend, like went to an emergency salon to fix the entire thing. And I like called my mom and I was crying afterwards. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I guess like jokes on me. I shouldn't have been so judgmental of those contestants who were
1: crying. Oh my god! Are you the
0: type of person who's like, you can do whatever to my hair. It doesn't matter to me. It's not my identity. Or are you
1: like, no, no. I have well, this hair. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is there was one time I had a really big freak out. Um, because especially when I had first moved to LA and I was like really, really hustling and grinding, still am, but like very much on my own, uh, I was always told you should look exactly like your headshots uh-huh. and so, and headshots are really expensive. Mm-hmm. So I, the year I graduated and moved out here, I got some headshots I really loved and I had very red hair mm-hmm. in these headshots and red hair is really tough to keep up and I was doing it all on my own And uh, finally, I went on this vacation with my parents over the holidays, I think. And I had really bad roots. And my mom was like, girl, I'm going to take you to a salon. Like, this is ridiculous. So it was very sweet. I was like, thank you. I would love that. And so here I am thinking, like, this is going to be even better than usual. I go to a salon I've never been to before. I go in and I was like, I just want to get like, I I should get an all over color while I'm here. And they accidentally dyed it brown. And the wait,
0: how does that happen?
1: I know it happened. Red is like a really temperamental color. And I, in fact, I first got red hair because I was at an appointment ter- dry, dying my hair brown, mm-hmm. but with a beauty student, mm-hmm. and she accidentally dyed it red. Oh, no. So I think that there is really some science to it that I have like no idea what the exact. Right math is. But, but did it se- they it seems say close. to you
0: like, oh, sorry, that was an accident? Or did they act Basically, like it Basically, I
1: mean, she was like, well, this is just a little bit deeper. And right. I was like, no, this is brown. But yeah. also the like people pleaser in me was like yeah. holding back tears. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. And then I... Uh, and I was alone in the salon. I think my my mom and dad were getting dinner or something. And I left the salon. I texted my mom and I was like, this is a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. It's a disaster. I'm like crying. Because to me, it means I don't look like my headshots. Right. And I had an audition a few days later. And I was like, this is devastating to my career. And my <laughs> parents make fun of me to this day. Because when I saw them, the, and the, not only had they dyed my hair, they gave me a blowout and stuff. They were like, Taylor, you look gorgeous. Like you are being (laughs) an idiot. You're being a drama queen. Like this is so, and I was because it's just hair, but that was my one America's Next Top Model freak out as I was like, you guys don't understand. This is my career. I have to have red hair. (laughs) And in my defense, I was really going on auditions that were like exclusively redheaded girl at bar and redheaded girl at library so to have a beautiful brunette all over color who
0: wrote those character descriptions i know
1: (laughs) but that's truly all i was auditioning for so i like you had a moment of like oh i get it
0: um interesting anything else we want i would love to sing more of the life-size song but i won't do that
1: right now No, I just wanted to say thank you to Tyra Banks yes. and thanks for America's Next Top Model and the role that it played in my life. And like, I think there's still so much to learn from her. I mean, like I mentioned before, she is was on the cover of Sports Illustrated this year post having a baby, which I think is so cool. That's crazy. And so for somebody to stay so relevant and for someone to stay so relevant and be really <laughs> revered as kind of ridiculous yeah. and kind of like... I don't want to say intellectual, but she's, I, I certainly respect her. She's like,
0: simultane- simultaneously highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah, know, like she's and ridiculous, I admire that. She's sexy. Uh, she's has an ex- extremely good taste, but she's also silly yeah. and like, collecting period panties.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to be learned from Tyra that yeah. she thinks she's teaching and that she doesn't realize she's yes. teaching. <laughs> I think that's my thesis about Tyra Banks.
0: Um, okay, so I, I'm gonna need your help with this because I have a lot of feelings that I am having a hard time sorting through, but <laughs> I am thankful for, overall, I'm thankful for The Hills, the mm. MTV series, The Hills, and specifically one Lauren Conrad. Yes. And. I feel like this is a show that we'll revisit over and over again. I don't feel like I can do it justice in one episode. But I rewatched the first season of The Hills. Um, First of all, I just have to say this show is truly like – patient zero for all reality stars
1: yeah you found some really interesting little nuggets like, easter eggs yeah like
0: tom sandoval is in an episode mm-hmm. as like a nobody um landon from southern charm is in an episode i mean even like businesswomen, like <laughs> sophia rossi i think is her name who started hello giggles she was a producer on the show before wow. she ever started hello giggles um the the girl who started uh Glossier she was an intern mm. at Teen Vogue with Lauren Conrad like so 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 many people came from this show yeah it really was like the first of its kind and re-watching it to me something that's so unique and specific about the hills and why Lauren was such an interesting person to watch is that there was a real um tone and air of romance and hopefulness and so Mm -hmm. like every single interaction they have it's so focused on like a will they won't they right in a way that you know other people on reality shows we watch they hook up um you know the bachelor obviously is all about love and it's like silly and kind of makes fun of itself but this was very like it reminded me of watching like a lot like love or like some sort of like early aughts movie where it's like, Are they right for each other? Yeah. You know? Um, and Lauren, the thing that's so interesting to me about her, so this first season she's hung up on Jason and he is such a shithead to her over and over and over again. And she calls him on it and she continues to stick with it. Yeah. And that to me is so interesting because it's so real. And it's not in the movies where, like, you see, you know, somebody makes a mistake, there's a huge blow up, they separate for the end of act two and then act three come back together. And like, it's all fine and you justify like why it was a misunderstanding or whatever. This is like, he's straight up saying to her, I mean, I watched this, um, their New Year's Eve episode. uh, And he is very jealous that this guy that she went on one date with called her. And he literally leans over to her and she's like, what, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And he leans over to her and he says, how about uh, you never speak again? How about that? How about you don't say anything anymore? Like, oh
1: my basically God. just telling her to like, shut, shut up.
0: up, which is crazy. And she just gets so pissed off and she leaves and Heidi leaves with her. And at the end of that season, she refuses to go to Paris
1: to because stay she with wants him. to
0: stay with that An guy yeah. in Malibu. Yeah. And like look, a lot of people might think that's sad. A lot of people might think that's fucked up or not fun to watch. It's not like a positive vibe. But to me, it's like, I see myself in that situation so much. Mm -hmm. You know, like you make mistakes when you're in love with somebody and you make allowances for them. And I think Lauren was so good at, being smart and vocalizing how she felt and standing up for herself, but still sort of like being a victim of who her heart wanted.
1: Yeah. You know, and not to, I mean, keep repeating this phrase, but it is real because I, I hear what you're saying that with, especially characters and anything that would be scripted. If it, there's a guy, if there's a someone with the shitty boyfriend, like Jason, right. Then the character is either written to be, oblivious to it right or really downtrodden and think she deserves it yeah or like all of these other options that are less um i don't know contradictory and complicated than what Lawrence right. is which is she is not oblivious to it she doesn't think she deserves it but yet keeps sticking with it and it's almost like that would be too complicated to put in some sort of yeah. rom-com and it's but too it's too long of a story it's too long of a yeah. story and it seems kind of unbelievable and right. that's why it's fun to watch reality tv yeah (laughs) it's because it is how it like i i identify with that too of being like i think i stand up for myself and i can even be like combative and argumentative and but i've like stayed too long with shitty guys who don't treat me right because there's other things that i like about them or things that i want to make work and and it's a complicated situation and she was so uh it made it easy to stick with her and root for her too because when those heartbreaking moments would happen you would be here for her but you still wouldn't be so 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 frustrated you never really wanted to like yeah grab her by the shoulders and be like
0: you dummy it's you like no idiot. she's saying yeah. the things that I would say she's saying the right things. she sees the problem she's just like trying to give it her all to make it work she really yeah. loves this person yeah and it's so interesting now because they have you know the hills new beginnings which is the sort of reunion season of the, the most current version with not with everybody included but Jason is actually on the show and we see that he's like an alcoholic and, ha- yeah. and has you know has been like through quite a bit of rehab and so you rewatch this first season seeing like oh he's so young and he like doesn't even know what mm-hmm. he's dealing with yet mm-hmm. you know and I don't I just think it's like so special and interesting to watch these people make mistakes and even though a lot of the drama was written supposedly I don't think that the relationships you know the fallout between Heidi and Lauren and the love interests like Justin Bobby and Audrina Heidi and uh Spencer yeah Spencer I don't think that they I don't think that that was fake I think that really like mm-hmm. played out in a real way in mm-hmm. front of that in a way that a lot of people didn't expect
1: I agree and I couldn't you know we have to be thankful for the the paris plot line because then it becomes this iconic the girl who didn't go to paris and you and i have talked about before that being this just saying and thing that i keep in my heart that's like you don't want to be the girl who didn't go to paris lauren didn't go to paris she's going to always be known as the girl who didn't go to paris you don't want to be the girl who is choosing to stay with a shitty guy instead of make this like take advantage of this really amazing career opportunity um, yeah,
0: like we've talked about before how, you know, I was always raised and I'm so grateful for this, that you don't change your life around for a guy, mm-hmm. especially not when you're 19, which is how old they are, yeah. you know, because it's like, you don't really see the consequences of giving things up when you are in a space where you're supposed to be chasing big opportunities because yeah. you're trying to set up your, your career or your life or whatever it is. And so like I was watching that as a high schooler grappling with, do I want to go to a college that I, that my boyfriend's going to stuff like that mm-hmm. you know and it's like obviously the right answer is like no go where is wherever is best for you but seeing someone who seemingly had it all like lauren did who was like had a very cushy job at teen vogue as an intern and was going to fit him and had like all the promise in the world and was like very much an it girl fuck up basically yeah. and become the girl who didn't go to paris to me it was like oh you know what like it's it's okay. Sometimes you stumble and fall and you pick yourself back up and people learn from it and your friends will still be there for you. You know, And we're
1: so lucky that we were that age when it was on and we were taking those lessons from it because it was a space to have those, uh, that discussion be taken seriously. Yeah. If I had, when I was 16 or 17, gone to my parents and been like, I'm thinking about going to the college my boyfriend is going to, they would be like, obviously don't, that's stupid. It would be like end of conversation. It would not be single by Thanksgiving first semester. (laughs) So it would, exactly. And they would be right. They would be a thousand percent right. But also there wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, my parents aren't listening to me. And I would like run up to my room and slam the door. Yeah. So watching the hills is like a place to feel seen and to like walk through those daydreams and be like, okay, this is really... So it's almost like you could get to take that little part of you that's like, it might be silly and there might be an obvious right answer, but you have to come to that on your own. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, it's nice to vicariously live through LC and see that that it's not the right move. And like to use her as an example in a way that still felt very real and not like a grown-up telling me what to do or like what it's the right. total right thing. It felt more like this person I really looked up to yeah. kind of working her way through it. It's also so funny to think of now. You're right, they were 19. It's like she was fighting for Jason like they they, they were married yeah. and in their like late 30s, like she was really fighting to like keep this thing real and like looking back I'm like girl you are gonna have so many more amazing boyfriends. I know it's like, crazy drop you know, it
0: when I was a teenager I, my stepdad would always say to me like I know that this this relationship feels the same as my relationship with your mom feels. It feels equally as important to you right now as a 15-year-old. I know yeah. that. Oh. And I just want you to know, like, there's a lot ahead of you, you know? And I would always be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking in love. Like, yeah. what do you mean it's equally as important? <laughs> we're, we're soulmates. We're gonna be together forever. No, we were not. But um, watching Lauren sort of, work with the limited skill set she has as a 19 year old yes. trying to balance it all um, really it, it's it's very silly in you know retrospect but when I was watching it I was like she gets it she gets what I'm going through yes. you know um, another thing so just a couple fun like side tidbits uh, first of all, the style I think this one was a show on like 2007 2008. Yeah. Um, I still think that all their hairstyles and outfits and everything are so cute, but it's just because (laughs) someone once said to me, like you, your like beauty skill set stops whatever age you felt the cutest at, you know? So you'll like continue to style yourself that way. Like, it's so hard for me not to just have a side bang, like for the rest of my life. I hear you. Um, But Heidi's hair is like all chopped up and like very curled. And then Lauren has like the very stick straight, like sort of fried ends, but still like gorgeous. Or she'll like tease it and put it in like a thick headband, which is actually coming back, by the way. This is true. But such a big part of Lauren Conrad and looking up to her for me, like I remember when I was younger, I had this babysitter who seemed like the most glamorous, shout out Sharon, by the way, she might be (laughs) listening to this podcast, she's the best. I remember like going to the hairdresser and being like, I want hair like my babysitter's hair. She just takes it out of a ponytail and shakes it out and it looks beautiful, you know? And I feel like Lauren's beauty was, aspirational in that kind of way like oh man you could do her dark eyeliner you could do her straightened hair but it would never quite be as good as hers but you were almost there oh yeah
1: lauren conrad had a white belt with jeans and so for like two years i would wear a white belt with jeans yeah and i straightened the living hell out of my hair to try to get, like, the cute stick straight. I also did love, like you're saying, the weird choppy ends of Heidi's hair and Audrina's hair. Mm -hmm. I, like, kind of wanted. And none of these things were, like, really a good look for me. But... They there weren't was- a good look for anybody, but I love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it all. Also, I loved the. This is. I don't know how to say this up, sounding creepy. I guess, but like, I thought all the boys were so freaking cute. Oh I yeah, the boys were like. You should go hot back and watch because shit, I, and I'm they're like, still hot. They hold up, right? Uh, their style does not.
0: It's shocking <laughs> to me. I'm like, yeah, I can see that this person is attractive, but holy but shit! Thank God I don't outfits. have to deal with this era of man because yeah. it's tough. <laughs> it's real tough. A lot of polos with pops. Collars, oh all the spiky, my God. spiky hair. I loved
1: the spiky hair. Yeah. I loved it. I loved like the dark, spiky hair. I loved all the boys on that show. I thought were so cute.
0: I mean, even the New Year's, I mean, I thought Justin Bobby was like, oh my God, I could die looking up and He's so cute. Not anymore. Now I'm like, <laughs> take anymore. a shower and yeah. don't do spray tans anymore. But, um, Uh, In the episode I was talking about, the New Year's episode, it's like they have this big fight and she leaves. And then uh, Heidi's boyfriend, Jordan, pre-Spencer, was like, dude, you just have to go to her and be like, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Like, I want to have a good New Year's Eve with you. Like, let's make up, whatever. So they hop in a limo and he like buys a bouquet of flowers off of somebody on the street. And then like he's literally like in a top hat like chain smoking on the way to like making it to Lauren's parking garage. And they live, the other funny thing is like they live in apartments by the Grove and they call them like hillside villas. <laughs> and I'm like, the, there's no Hills to be found uh, around you there. Are not by the Hills. Thank um, you very much but he's like chain smoking chain smoking the entire way and he's like come outside come outside and she's like no you come upstairs whatever and then immediately it's like 11:59, and right before like the clock strikes midnight he grabs her and like starts making out with her and i'm like oh my god he must taste like so many cigarettes it's so Ew. disgusting but i don't know some people think that's sexy
1: no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to kiss a teenager who tastes like cigarettes. So
0: gross. That's so, so, so gross. <laughs> uh,
1: no, thank you. Did I? That just reminds me, quick sidebar, I uh, live across the street from a grocery store, so I will, like, run across the street, grab groceries, and mm-hmm. run back to my apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got flowers the other day, and I had a bag of groceries and my flowers, and, like, I I was crossing the street, I'll admit, jaywalking. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and a car mid-traffic pulls up to me in the middle of the road and just like hands out a $20 bill. What? I kid you not. And he was like, and then takes his other hand and starts to reach for me. And I'm freaking out. I was like, (laughs) do you think I'm a prostitute? And he's like, and he goes and I'm like, I'm sorry, what are you? uh," And he was like, for the flowers. And I was like, oh, "Oh, I'm not uh. selling these. (laughs) And he was like, oh, uh, and it was the most Uncomfortable thing that's happened to me in a while because then we both like felt weird that's about crazy. it. I was like, I feel like I should be really offended, but like, how offended could I be? And like, you're stopping traffic, and then finally he goes. And it was, tra- <laughs> and I also, felt like so no bizarre. shade to anyone
0: selling flowers, no but, shade like, to like, I'm anyone selling, them, but I'm like, I'm yeah. not. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and
1: I had other groceries in my hands so I was like, what a bizarre. Situation, so yeah, that was like not the best. That's day for hilarious me. and very strange. <laughs> okay, thank I'm you. sure it's
0: very clear that you were not set up with like a bucket of flowers.
1: I, that's what I thought, and it would have been a dangerous <laughs> spot to do it because I've like yeah. seen those all around L.A. and they're like you're at a corner of like right before there's, there's like a going natural on. On. Yeah. stopping yeah. point, and this was in the middle what does he of think? La you're La Brea. fucking
0: Amateur, <laughs> yeah.
1: He must have just been like this girl's just starting out. I'll help her. I'm gonna get in at the ground I'm floor. <laughs> yeah, but oh really man, that was bad.
0: Um, the other thing that. I loved about the hills so I grew up in the suburbs of LA and I, I'm sure this was even more so for people who grew up outside of LA I remember watching and being like oh my god their lives are so gra- glamorous I can't Ugh. wait to like live in the city the way that they do whatever and I'm literally watching this episode they go on a date Audrina goes on a date to Guyukaku, and I'm like oh yeah like I've eaten there and almost given myself like diarrhea from how much (laughs) meat I ate. Like it's not glamorous and also not a great place for a first date. There's a lot of logistics that you have to take care of. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's just the jaded Hollywood which elite in me. It <laughs>
1: reminds me of when we went to Vegas this yes! summer. Uh, yeah. Alice and I went to Vegas and we were staying, which hotel were we staying We in? stayed at the Venetian. We stayed at the Veni- and Venetian. And in the
0: Hills New Beginnings, oh my God, I wish we had Tony here to talk about this.
1: <laughs> so we stayed
0: at the Venetian before, for Summer League, for a basketball thing. And be- it was before the Hills New Beginnings had started airing or it was, you know, a, a separate time period. So we we were like up late at night at the casino looking for a place to hang, and there was this bar called Electra, <laughs> and it had a very cool, um, I thought it was cool from the outside, like booth
1: that was inside of like a large bracelet. Yeah, like, yeah, like hoops like, like many bangles. Bangles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it had like very loud, like oomph, oomph, oomph. and yeah. it looked very dark from the it outside. Looks sexy, it looks know? very sexy, yeah. yeah. It was it definitely like hypnotized us from a distance because yeah. you're on the casino floor that's like pretty well lit. Right. And you're like hearing all and it's really bright and you're hearing all of the sounds of gambling and then in the corner you could see electro yeah
0: and it was like there were these screens where there there was all this like art and some of it was like naked
1: people Make it and some of it was
0: like light bulbs and I was like all right let's check that out whatever we sit down <laughs> and look first of all red flag we looked at the menu I think I pay, paid like 22 dollars for a glass of white wine when I like yep. fully had a bottle of white wine in my room yep, yep. Um, <laughs> the music is so horrendous like it, oh, was it was nothing really bad it was like I want to say like um what is the spinoff of uh, Guns N' Roses, that band that Slash was in? Um, fuck, I middle school me is like ashamed of myself for not knowing Velvet Revolver. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> it was music like that, yes, and it was trying to be like really cool rock and roll, which yeah. is very much the aesthetic of the Hills, I will say. Mm. Um, and we're like trying to make the best <laughs> of it, and then Tony just starts going
1: this is the worst bar I've ever been to this bar fucking sucks. But it was almost like exciting. It's like, Oh, this is, what's cool about this is how much it sucks. Like, it was great. it sucks so, so bad that it's kind of fun and notable. Like yeah. we will always remember this as the worst bar that we've ever been to. So we like quickly drank our like $2,000 shitty cocktails. Yeah and we left and then lo and behold very shortly after on we see an episode of the hills reboot and they're all they all go to vegas and they all hang out at electra and they do that thing that you're talking about where the show the b-roll of the show makes everything they do look so sexy so beautiful so they like zoomed in on the bangle booth and they're looking at the (laughs) the like tvs with all the close-ups of belly buttons and it makes it look like it's really neat and they had a whole scene there and they had a fight there which was very exciting but it was so. It was like looking behind the curtain at Oz to be yeah. like, oh no, we know that this. Yeah, sucks. it's so
0: funny too because it's like sometimes, especially with like uh, Vanderpump Rules or other shows that take place in LA, people will come in from out of town and be like, I want to go to that bar. I want to go to that bar at the Grove, and you're like, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you do not. No, no, no. Let you me tell don't. you. I know you think you want to go there, and I can tell you right now, yeah. nobody wants to go. We there. Don't want to. But you get tricked. Anyway, because the show is so cinematic, it's probably one of the most cinematic reality shows as well, with like sweeping shots of Los Angeles and like Natasha. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Beddingfield? is that her last name? Yes. Uh, with the unwritten, the rest, the, is the still rest unwritten. is still unwritten. Yeah, so good.
1: Fun story about that. My my little brother, who is seven years younger than me, so he's like still in college, will randomly text me. Like he recently texted me the. Um, sos rihanna album uh-huh. that has like umbrella and yeah. sos and all these like hits from what 2009 yeah. like and he was like have you ever heard of this it's fire <laughs> and i'm like yeah i've heard of it and then he finally the last time i saw him he was like have you heard of this song and he played the natasha Benningfield oh unwritten of the hills that's amazing And I felt really cool because I was like, "Did you know that she just recorded a remix?" Wow! Because she recorded a remix to be the new opening theme for the reboot. Yeah. And so it's just this like weird thing that my brother, who is like objectively cooler than me, sometimes (laughs) I don't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. I learned "bet" from him. I I said something to him, and he was like, "Okay, bet." And I was like, "What What does that mean? Does that mean you don't know what it means either?" No. It means okay. (laughs) It means like yeah, exactly, or like of course, like or definitely. It's just it's just like an affirmation. I don't understand. When um, I was in college,
0: I feel like it was like, oh, that's sus. Like, that's suspicious. Yes. Or, like, that's, like, suspect. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah, he definitely taught me some Stupid some weird things.
0: <laughs> I saw this um, video of kids who are in high school now, and they were playing, like, songs that were popular when we were in high school, like, things that would have played at Homecoming or whatever, and the kids had, like, no idea. It would be, like, Goodies by Sierra, and, like, they had no idea who... <gasps> who sang them or what the songs were or whatever. But they were like, this this generation had some bops. I'm like, please don't refer to me as like a generation. generation. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm practically still in
1: high school. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: crazy. <laughs> practically Ex- still in high extremely school. Extremely rude, yeah emotionally speaking i'm still in high school exactly exactly um yeah i just think that the hills is a really dynamic trailblazing reality show i think we were so lucky to have lauren conrad So lucky so thankful for elsie she really made the mold for those to follow in her footsteps and i'm going to continue watching and keep mentioning when we when we see other reality stars have like little cameos. yeah yeah,
1: yeah cuz it really was the start of it all for a lot of a lot of people it and seems the, like cuz it was also here in LA yeah like and it wasn't a competition show it was like a little slice of life show or yes. whatever so and
0: the sad thing to me is like in this first season Heidi and Lauren really were good friends
1: i think we should do a whole Heidi, Heidi Lauren yes. episode and really and focus Heidi on Spencer. Heidi because yeah. she is Endlessly fascinating. She's amazing and to this so, day. Yeah, to this yeah. day. So I think we should do a separate whole. We'll focus on her. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. It's like too much. I'm so thankful for it, but it's too much to unpack just in one sitting. No, you've done a and great I'm job. And I'm sure other people will want to come on and talk about an Audrey or talk about a Low or talk about Stephanie mm-hmm. Pratt, all of that. So mm-hmm. more, you know, more to come on that. I also want to say, just as like a general wrap up. Uh, I am thankful that reality TV has made it so easy for me to make so many friends. Like (laughs) I have like such a shorthand with people who watch the shows that I watch. Um, And it's such a nice, you know, whenever you're going through a hard time, sometimes you don't wanna watch uh, like a TV show that you perhaps uh, wish you worked on or wish you had thought of or whatever it is, you know, you're in your mind, you're like, Especially for comedy mm-hmm. um, You're thinking to yourself Like oh I I wish I thought of this idea. Like search party I wish I thought of that idea yeah. You know Or like you'll watch And you'll be like Oh I, I would pitch a joke For this area And your brain is just It's
1: so you can't hard turn to turn your it brain off. off From work
0: And like reality TV Is like still funny Still delightful But I don't feel like I have to work on it at Exactly all. Yeah.
1: You are preaching to the choir Just last night I was at a rap party And talking to someone about this Another person who works In the industry Because yeah. I was talking About this podcast And she was like, oh, my gosh, I love Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it was surprising because I hadn't expected her to say that. And then we talked about how it really is true entertainment for people who work in the industry sometimes because of exactly what you're saying. I remember – really kind of realizing this in college when I was watching Modern Family and mm-hmm. it used to be a show that I really enjoyed and I really got a kick out of and I watched it with my family and then I was watching it and I would just get really frustrated because there would be like Sarah Highland lines I thought I could deliver better right. and there was a <laughs> lot of like young people being cast as guest stars and co-stars yeah. that I would get frustrated I wasn't being cast as. There were things about the show that I would just disagree with and the way that the comedy was working and it wasn't really relaxing for me. Mm-hmm. I would get frustrated and then when I moved to LA I had the same situation where I didn't I wasn't having as much fun watching TV uh, in a mindless, relaxing way that it should be. I still love, I love that we're fortunate enough to live in the golden age of television Mm -hmm. and there are amazing shows. like oh my God, I just finished the session and like, I believe in God because the session exists. But
0: if Mike's dad can ever figure out his HBO Go password again, we will watch. Oh, good. Well, well, I'm
1: going to help you figure it out. It's like, it's just so great. So I'm not at all knocking the most amazing shows that are on TV now that are brilliant. Yeah. But you're so right that I'm so grateful that we also live in a golden age of reality TV and reality TV is fun. It's still entertaining. It's surprisingly funny. Mm-hmm. It is at its best. Like it can be very honest and yeah. authentic. And then also at its best, it's so absurd. Yeah. And like, it's like a circus and oh gosh, I just, I do. I love it so much. And you're right. The shorthand it gives with people just like last night at this party of yeah. getting to connect on something right away. That is really, we could be passionate about. And yeah. it's not, it's a
0: very easy shorthand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, thank thank you.
0: Thank you, reality TV gods.
1: Yeah. And Um, thank you guys. Yeah. And thank
0: you all (laughs) for listening. And we hope you're still enjoying this. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving with your families Mm -hmm. and that you did not have to lock yourself in the bathroom.
1: Yep. And, um, and we'll see you next week where we're back to like our normal format and we have a fun guest, Dan Parole. Yeah, exactly. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.